When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Friday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show I am back to 100% having vanquished Omicron. I am ready to fire away in support of truth and justice. And I know Buck Sexton is as well. This is the worst week, I believe, that we have maybe seen from a president in most of our lifetimes. Think about how bad this week has been for Joe Biden. And as a result... Also, why he is in such incredibly awful position. It's early in Friday, so there may be something else awful that can happen to Joe Biden before the week is out. But just think about what we have seen so far as the week has played out. And by the way, before we get going into analyzing this, Afghanistan, I agree, was an awful week for Joe Biden. But it was primarily a failure in one specific area. It wasn't everything he was trying to do falling down on him in every different direction simultaneously. It's no coincidence that Joe Biden's approval ratings turned negative for the first time after Afghanistan and have continued to go down since. But Afghanistan was one significant failure. We've got multiple different levels of failure going on here this week. First of all, inflation hit a 39-year high at 7%. COVID hospitalizations and cases hit an all-time high this week. Every single day they've continued to build. His own party rejected his demands to pass a voting bill and to change the filibuster. And the Supreme Court struck down his vaccine mandate by a 6-3 to vote, 
while we also got his lowest ever approval rating at 33%. Buck, the question that I think should be being asked at this point, that's the worst week that I can remember any president having on that many different fronts simultaneously. And again, we're not even continuing considering the continued disaster of schools not letting kids come to class. We're not talking about the border being a mess. There are lots of the supply chain issues, bare shelves, Biden, all those things. Buck, I think you have to start to ask legitimate questions. We know that Biden's mental faculties are not strong, but are the people who are advising Joe Biden actually doing an even more awful job than he is? And by the way, I didn't even mention how bad Kamala Harris was in yet another interview that she tried to do. But Buck, what are they thinking on Tuesday? They went down to Atlanta he called everyone who didn't support his voting rights bill, uh, Jefferson Davis and George Wallace, and then his own party, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia, two Democrats, said no thank you to changing the filibuster. They knew this was going to happen. How have they managed to create such a cluster with Joe Biden this week? I think you're seeing the collision of two major components of the Biden regime right now, or you're, you're seeing uh, two areas of systemic failure for what this regime, what the apparatus of Joe Biden uh, has been built on. One of them is the collapse of the promise. And by that, I mean, we've talked about this many times, Clay, Joe Biden managed to be elected in the historical fluke once in a century pandemic year with all of the media creating as much fear panic and blame for trump as possible with blm rampaging through cities across america corporate america terrified bending the knee everywhere all those things that were happening joe biden was the guy who shows up and says hey i'll bring back unity and normalcy right and they had to hide him in the basement for that case to be made as we know but that was what the apparatus was able to do we have seen through every major action he's taken, but most notably this week in that speech in Georgia, that that's just a lie, that he has no interest in uniting, that in fact he uses terms like the pandemic of the unvaccinated as a pejorative, I mean, specifically to otherize what he views as his political opponents. Somehow the unvaccinated, it always in the minds of the left, Clay, is white Trump voters. It's not still the considerable number of minorities in urban uh, areas of the country who have chosen not to get it. They're, they're not part of the disparaging the unvaccinated, right? They're not part of that of that terminology. When Biden says it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and the unvaccinated are being unpatriotic, he means Trump voters. That's it's become a proxy for that. The other level where you see collapse is the results. Right. Look at the decisions that have been made, the decision to spend the one point nine trillion earlier this year, the decision to make an enormous multi-trillion dollar, what is it, five, six trillion, depending on however it's assessed, a transformational spending package. When you're at a 50-50 Senate and a handful of seat advantage in the House of Representatives, in what universe is Joe Biden supposed to be transformative? That's one part of it. And the other part of it is everything. I mean, I think you, you mentioned the reverse Midas touch, right? Yeah. Joe Biden has the reverse Midas touch. And we're seeing everything turn to lead. If it wasn't gold before, it's gotten worse. The Bidas touch. Everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. I mean, and, and, and we've kind of, I try to think all the time in terms of, because it's maybe the lawyer in me, Buck. 
you have to think as if sometimes you have the losing hand. Every lawyer out there who's who's listening to us right now, everybody who's been involved in court cases, you're uh, supposed to defend to the best ability that you can to advocate for your client. And sometimes your client doesn't have very good arguments, but you still have an obligation to do them to the best of your ability. If I sit back right now and I try to make an argument for what Joe Biden in his first year has done well as an advocate, right? You come to me and you say, Clay, I'll pay you a thousand dollars an hour. You're an attorney. Make the case for Joe Biden in a court of law right now that he's done a great job in the first year. It's almost impossible for me even to come up with an argument, Buck. You can maybe argue that infrastructure got passed, although I don't know what the significance of the infrastructure bill was in general. Uh, You can't argue anything positive about COVID right now because cases are at an all-time high. I guess you can argue, but for the amazing ability of the Biden administration to get the vaccines out, millions of more people would be dead. But I don't think most people buy that, right? That's not an argument that has a sound, logical, scientific basis. Maybe you can argue that China hasn't invaded Taiwan and that so far Russia hasn't invaded Ukraine, but it's almost impossible. I I would add into that because of the approach of the Biden apparatus and the way that they've allowed Fauci to just go around haranguing everybody who doesn't agree. I mean, to essentially oppress everyone, be wrong all the time, and and then say, you know, shut up, peasants, I'm Lord Fauci. Uh, The issue has not been access to vaccines. I mean, vaccines are... Anyone who wants to get a vaccine at this point, if they know how to go to the grocery store and get food for themselves, they, they can get a vaccine. OK, no one really thinks that vaccine lack of access is what is driving or, or what is it? It's people who either have made the affirmative decision from the, from early on. They don't want to take it, uh, which is a position that I, I understand why they make that case or how they make that case. But beyond that, they've the, the Biden uh, the Biden presidency has destroyed trust for a lot of people in all this. So while they can say, oh, we have all these shots everywhere for everybody, that's not really the, the problem isn't that they don't have enough shots. The problem is people don't trust Joe Biden and they don't trust what's been done in the name of the regime by the CDC and the rest of them. And when we see what's going on right now with their refusal to just speak openly about the fact that stopping the spread was a massive failure. Of course, people are going to have questions about their right to have questions about how much they can trust people like Fauci because they keep lying to them. Yeah. And also, there's lots of people out there who could be like me. Uh, I'm not getting the vaccine, but I was open to getting the vaccine back in March and April. Remember, I've told this story. I was scheduled. My wife had scheduled me to go get your Johnson and Johnson one shot buck. Uh, I was going to because I said I'm not going to wait. That's that's the real quality right there, buddy. Yeah, the Spirit Airlines, the one that basically they've said, hey, there's no point in even getting this shot anymore. But I didn't want to get two shots. I was going to go get the one shot on the day that I was scheduled to go to my local Publix or Kroger or whatever it was to get my shot. They pulled it from the market. And I was like, oh, well, this is uh, this is interesting. Uh, This is whatever was March or April. You remember when they pulled it back because they had questions about whether it was safe or not. And then they brought it back. But by that point. I was looking around at the data and I was saying, yeah, this doesn't look like it's going to be that successful in terms of making me any safer at all. So I was open to the idea of getting the vaccine. I think there are people out there like me, lots. There are some people, like you said, who are 100 percent. I'm never getting the vaccine. There are other people who are like, hey, I'll wait and see how this goes. I don't feel like I'm any kind of significant threat from covid. I'm certainly not now. I can speak for it directly. I've had covid twice. I had the alpha version and now I've had the Omicron version. 
and neither one of them really were anything other than a slight cold for me. And I'm through both of them now. So, like, why in the world at this point would I ever go get vaccinated for anything when I've now got double immunity, in theory, against both versions? This also raises what we've been discussing for many months around natural immunity, which the the Fauciite religion, because I really do think this has turned into a religious faith for a lot of people, just ignores because it's inconvenient. Because, well, what, what would that mean then? And by the way, if you had better, if you had more of a focus on natural immunity, you'd probably also have better data because people would go out, they'd get tested for antibodies, you'd know, and then you'd have a better sample set to look at and see, because still people will say the va- vaccinated immunity, you know, the, the mouthpieces for the Biden regime will say vaccinated immunity is better than natural immunity. That there's most of the major studies have proven that to be absolutely untrue. But they still get away with it at some level because they've just ignored it. So we don't have good data on it here. We have to look at data in Israel or data in the UK. Look at data that comes out of other countries when the reality is nature's vaccine, which you just got there, Mr. Omicron warrior. Nature's vaccine has been more durable and and uh, more lasting than what we've seen from people that have gotten the initial shots. And you know what I could say, Buck, because everybody who gets a breakthrough case then as you pointed out we don't even use the phrase breakthrough case anymore but everybody who gets omicron after being double vaxxed and getting their booster says oh i got omicron but it would have been so much worse maybe i could say hey i got omicron but because i already had covid before it wasn't very bad for me i don't know maybe omicron wouldn't have been bad for me if i'd never had alpha too maybe it wouldn't have been bad for you if you hadn't gotten double vaxxed and booster this we don't is really why, know uh, th- there's been this whole trend online clay and i kind of live in this matrix of twitter and social media platforms a lot of you have you know lives so you don't you don't see as much of this stuff but there's a trend of the the most neurotic commies they love to do this thing where they say I got four shots, and I double mask, and I never go outside, and I wrap my kids in saran wrap, and I and I lice all my groceries, and I still got Omicron, and I'm super sick, and I'm 30 years old, but it would have been so much worse without yes. the vaccine. <laughs> That's right. Every single one of them. You we have no idea. Like, how do we know that it would have been so much I mean, worse? How do you, like, where do they come up with this stuff? It's just, it's like sad and hilarious at the same time. I don't know what it's going to take. This is why all these people say, oh, I did everything right. It's a virus. The one time when your mask is down and you're in a crowded place, it doesn't matter if, you know, the three months before you were a hypochondriac freak who wouldn't go anywhere. The one time you're exposed, you can get it and then you got it and then you're done. That's true. And nothing else matters, by the way. Uh, But I do love it. Maybe I need to start saying that. I would have been so much worse if I hadn't had natural immunity. We don't know. I don't know. It might not have been any different at all. Omicron doesn't seem to be that big of an issue for most people. Maybe my natural immunity didn't matter, and maybe your vaccine didn't have any impact on how you handled it. All, all, all of the Fauci-eyed argument at this point, Clay, relies on that which can be asserted and never disproven. It would have been worse. More cases, more, you know, more this, more yes, that. that's and true. You never, how do you even... How do you prove it? How do you disprove it? Uh, with each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. We witnessed them achieving on both of those promises this past 12 months in particular because they have given Gold Star families and families of fallen first responders so much attention. Those families often include young children and need the support and assistance of you and me. This foundation leads the way with that kind of care and attention. For some families, the foundation brings the comfort of knowing they can stay in the home 
where they made memories with their fallen loved one. For other families, the foundation enables new memories to be cherished forever. All of this possible because of your generosity and support. Help our nation's greatest heroes and their families donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. We are. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Are blazing through another hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Thanks for being here with us. And if you want to call in, 800-282-2882. Back of this hour, we'll take some more of your calls. Want to hear from all of you across this great country of ours. A lot of talk this week about elections, about voter uh, protections, voter ID, 
And of course, some crazy stuff said by Joe Biden in that speech. If you aren't in favor of their voting rights, that's the generic term that they use for the federal government gets to be in charge of all elections in all states and destroy federalism in the process. Uh, if you're not in favor of it, you're on the side of the president of the Confederacy, for example. I mean, really ugly stuff from Joe Biden's side. Not surprising. We've got someone with us now who has looked very closely at the realities of election integrity, both in the 2020 context and going forward. Molly Hemingway, senior editor at The Federalist, with us now, also Fox News contributor. Her book is Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Molly, great to have you. It's great to be here with you. So let's start with this one. When you're seeing the Democrats get this whole uh, mobilization going on voting rights, acting like there's one, never fraud, and two, endless numbers of people who are somehow being prevented from voting, but we never actually meet any of them. What do you want people to know? What's the truth of the election fight these days? Well, I think first off, it shouldn't be termed, it shouldn't be said in terms of voting rights. Uh, Nobody credible thinks that there's a problem with voting rights in a country where more people voted in the last election than any in history by a significant margin. The question is really about who controls elections and how secure those elections are. Democrats have spent decades really smartly strategizing about how to loosen security of elections and open up opportunities for shenanigans, shall we say. And they have put a lot of money and effort into that, and now they want to federalize that. They think that what they did in 2020 to destabilize the elections worked out well for them, and they'd like to nationalize that and make Nancy Pelosi the election czar of the, of the entire country. So it's really important in this country that both winners and losers, and of course that changes over time who those people are, that they both can trust elections. It's actually... The entire republic rests on that. So we need to we need to always make sure that our elections are secure and that people can trust them. Molly, the whole story here is a mess because it feels like Biden somehow thought his Tuesday speech was going to change the overall calculus associated with voting rights. Instead, he gets kneecapped by his own senators, Cinema and Manchin, saying, hey, yeah, we're not going to change things associated with the filibuster. But in a larger context, this whole story seems very strategically failed by to me by the by the Democrats, because if you look at recent Supreme Court jurisprudence as it pertains to states having the right to set laws as it pertains to their elections, there's no way, in my opinion, that these Democrat bills would be constitutional in any way at all either. So. This has always felt to me like somebody sort of biking full speed into a brick wall and pretending the brick wall isn't there. What am I I missing about this? Yeah, I think what you're missing is that the whole idea is a long con, a long game. They might not succeed right now, but what they're trying to do is move the window to get people to think differently about election security and to make this a winning issue you know, in the next several years. And this is another thing I think Democrats are pretty good at. They say something that's very extreme that has no chance of winning and might even cause some electoral problems in the short run, say limitations on gun rights. But they get over time more and more people adopting their perspective, and that gives them the weight they need to push to push for what they really want. I mean, everything they did in 2020, they claimed was for COVID relief. It actually had been stuff they've been working on for decades. 
decreasing the ability to determine whether a ballot actually comes from someone it claims to come from. Uh, it was something they've been working on for a long time. It wasn't just something they came up with during COVID. Um, expanding voting day into voting season, which incidentally is something the country used to have and moved away from precisely because we did see too much fraud when you expanded voting day beyond a single day into, you know, uh, you'd have different states voting on different days for presidential elections, and it did increase the chance of fraud. And so these things, these things have been flow, but the Democrats are very good, I think, about thinking long term and not just about the win that they can get right now, because I don't think they're going to get it right now. But they're thinking next year and beyond. We're speaking to Molly Hemingway, author of Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. And to that end, Molly, uh, talk to us about the role, because, you know, big tech, we're often having these discussions about, one, the way that the censorship and the essentially the collusion with not just the Democrat Party generally, but with the White House specifically to suppress conservative and just alternative points of view is out in the open. They're demanding more of it. They're not pretending not to do it, which was the case even, let's say, five or six years ago. How did big tech change in your mind the course of the 2020 election and and what can we do about it? It's funny because we talk about election laws, which are very important and there were massive problems with it, but it pales in comparison to how much big tech controlled the outcome of the election. You might remember that when Democrats spent four years claiming that the 2016 election was stolen, that they didn't really have a case. And like their big case was that it was stolen because Russians had bought a couple, like $100,000 in Facebook ads, some of them for Hillary Clinton, some of them for uh, Donald Trump. That was enough to have the country be hysterical. Well, compare that with what happened in 2020. For four years, I think big tech really worried that they had helped Trump win by allowing him to go around the media and speak directly to people. So they started changing algorithms. They started deplatforming the most effective conservative voices. They increased um, the reach of leftist voices. They engaged in so much election rigging. It's unbelievable. I mean, just by way of just like to take one small example, when Donald Trump would say that mail-in ballots were susceptible to fraud, something that everybody agreed with prior to 2020, including like the country of France, the Jimmy Carter Election Commission, the New York Times, Washington Post, he would be censored for saying that. And when Joe Biden said that there was like a conspiracy with the post office to control the outcome of the election, none of those tweets were censored. None of that rhetoric from anyone on the left was censored. And it was a, you know, a crazy conspiracy theory that affects elections. And most dramatically, also, you think about how they conspired with Democrats and other people in the media to suppress the single most important story of the 2020 election, which was information about the corruption of the Biden family business. There is no question that American voters had a right to know about the Biden family business, how it worked, who all was involved in foreign entities and the big tech companies you know, brutally suppressed that story. And, you know, you get, go back to that Russia story, you know, $100,000 in Facebook ads is a so, horrible threat to democracy. But then you look at what they did in 2020, and it's just, it, it just is so much more massive. Molly, as you were about to come on, um, and we appreciate you coming on, I, I, right before the show started, I was looking at my Twitter trending tab section, and I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at this thread yet. But I shared a couple of days ago, we played on this show, the Pfizer CEO saying the first couple of shots of his vaccine had limited, if any, protection against the new Omicron variant of COVID. And he said that in an interview. It was with Yahoo News. It was distributed. 
Twitter took it down and said it was a copyright violation. I then put it back up. Some other user had grabbed it. They, did, they didn't take that down. But then they brought in, we're going to talk about this a little bit here on the show in a moment. They brought in a fact checker, Reuters, and Reuters said that the, the Pfizer CEO is be taken out of, being taken out of context. If you look at what they're doing right now, it is an unbelievable height of disinformation. Reuters uh, chairman, by the way, sits on the board at Pfizer. They are the official fact checker for Twitter. This is effectively a paid advertisement for Twitter masquerading as a factual fact check. This kind of thing happens all the time. How do we fix it? I'm not entirely sure how to fix it, but it is a massive issue. It's it feels Soviet what they're doing. Yes, they are limiting what people can say about things that we all see and that we all witness. They're saying there's one approved interpretation of events. I mean, it is true that people sometimes misinterpret things or take things out of context. The cure for that is people saying that you can say it in response. No, actually, this is what they meant to say, or here's what here's how that should be read. And people debate. And that's what happens in a free society in an authoritarian regime like the one we have now with big tech colluding with, you know, at the request of Joe Biden. He just yesterday said, yes, I ask you, my allies in big tech, please suppress information if I say it's disinformation. I mean, that's not a direct quote, but that's what he was saying. He decides what disinformation and misinformation is. And then and then you get suppressed based on what his views are with everybody in big tech being almost everybody in big tech being closely aligned with the Democrat Party. This is a this is an attack on some of our you know most foundational values as a country that we have the right to pursue truth and that we can that we can do that by obtaining information and debating the meaning of that information. It is so un-American and there's so much money in this. As you know, people are paying to do this suppression of information. And it's not just American companies. It's you know, China is heavily involved in all of this. It works for them to control the people and control the flow of information. But it's sort of not working because the one thing you know is that if something is fact-checked, that's a good chance that actually it's true. <laughs> Molly's the author of Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. I'm actually about to buy my copy in real time as I'm talking to you right now online. Molly, before we let you go, though, when people, as I'm sure they do all the time, come up to you and say, that there was fraud in the 2020 election. What do you say to them? Well, I think that people need to expand their understanding of what happened in 2020 to be much, much, much bigger than fraud. And what I talk about in the book is how there were changes to hundreds of election laws to make it difficult to even detect fraud, to make it so that you couldn't have confidence in the results, that you wouldn't know if a ballot was legit. That Mark Zuckerberg, another way that big tech meddled, spent $419 million to take over government election offices and flood it with left-wing activists so that they could run the Democratic get-out-the-vote operation in blue areas of swing states. It was complicated. It was a conspiracy. Actually, even Time magazine admits it was a conspiracy, which they described as a cabal of powerful people in all these different um, establishment institutions to control the outcome of the election. So I think don't limit yourself to just fraud. It's much bigger, much, much more coordinated and widespread and much more effective uh, in, in controlling the outcome of the election. Molly, last question for you. Were you surprised that Brett Kavanaugh, you did wrote a great book about Brett Kavanaugh, that he flipped his vote for uh, the, uh, the to, to allow the health care mandate? And that's kind of a two part question. 
Do you, based on your connections to the Supreme Court, think that Stephen Breyer is going to step down as Democrats are trying to persuade him to do by the end of this term? Uh, so there's a lot there, but um, yeah. a, I would just say it never works well to pressure people to pressure these justices to resign. It usually means that that's how they will stay there forever. I wrote in uh, the Justice on Trial with Carrie Severino about how the Trump administration was able to encourage Anthony Kennedy to feel comfortable uh, stepping down, which enabled yes. them to, to nominate Brett Kavanaugh. And then we also detail why he was chosen for that for that. Um, position. And it really had a lot to do with how narrow Republicans held the Senate and how they couldn't really put someone much more uh, strong than he was. And, you know, we tell that whole story. So I'm, you know, sadly not completely surprised, but um, but there were very particular circumstances for why he was chosen. Molly Hemingway, everybody, check out Rigged, her book. Go get your copy now. Molly, come back and hang out with us again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Finding your way to a smart plan for your retirement takes time, information, and, you know, your own instigation. Projecting the value your savings account has and how far it'll go when you start to rely on it, that's your responsibility. Nobody's going to do it for you. So protecting it becomes key. During this time of fast-growing inflation, investing a portion of your savings in gold as one form of expression is key. Buying and owning real gold from the Oxford Gold Group has been my move. Oxford Gold arranges for real gold to be delivered right to your home. Besides being a smart investment, the sensation of holding real gold in your hands is not one you want to underestimate. It's pretty amazing. So if you think buying real gold is complicated, it's not. Our friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain it all to you. You can have real gold delivered to your home or have real gold as part of your IRA. Just a phone call away with the Oxford Gold Group. Call them at 833-404-GOLD. And learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and deliver to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Welcome in, final hour of the week. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show as we roll into the weekend. We are joined now by Glenn Beck, who a lot of you listen to before this show begins all over many affiliate stations in this country. Glenn's got a brand new book out, The Great Reset. Appreciate him joining us. And right off the top, Glenn, how are you feeling? I I, I got uh, COVID here this week as well. I understand that you did also. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I mean, it's a pain in the neck, but I had it the first time before there was any vaccine or anything. And that wiped me out for about three weeks. Uh, you know, I've been broadcasting with it and, and everything. It's in my lungs a bit for a cough, but it's like a, uh, it was for two days a bad cold. Um, yeah. and now it just kind of lingers. Um, I, I think this is some of the best news that we've had. This, this looks like it's now starting to repeat, uh, the pattern from the 1918 flu in, influenza. The first year was bad. Second year was worse. By the third year, it started just to go from a pandemic to an endemic, and everybody is getting it. I mean, this whole idea of of passports and now quarantining, now is the time everyone is going to get it, no matter what you do. I mean, the scientists at the base in Antarctica have it. How did they get it? <laughs> um, you know, this is the best thing that can happen, the the death rate's down 91%, and it will will only get stronger from here. The pandemic is just a few weeks away from being over. Glenn, it's Buck. Always good to talk to you, sir. Um, I wanted to ask you if you could just put this in a context for us. You've got this book out this week, The Great Reset. 
I think people have heard the term. It gets thrown around. But what, what is that as you write about it, but also as everybody listening across the country needs to understand it? What does that mean? I mean, it's a term that the other side has actually used, but you mean something quite differently by it. Uh, no, actually, I mean exactly what they mean. Uh, I'm sorry. You, um, you, you put into context what they're trying to accomplish with it. Pardon me. Go ahead. Yes. Um, this is the this book, Buck, I think is um, the most important book out there. And I say that only because it's the only one of its kind. If somebody else can write something better, I will happily promote that. But it's the only one of its kind in the West. And this isn't a direct assault on the West, the Western way of life, Western values, uh, our capitalist system, the free market, freedom uh, at, at every single level is at stake. And when you understand what we put together in this book, we've taken it from their own words. There's 50 pages of fine print footnotes. There's no speculation. It is what they are doing and passing in laws and everything else all over the world. It is the Rosetta Stone for the news. When you're watching things like the, the vaccine passports, when you're looking uh, for uh, why that they are finding businesses, why does Home Depot, uh, why are they allowed to be open but your local true hardware store can't? Why can I go into a restaurant, take off my mask if I'm seated and eat without a mask? But if I'm in an airplane, which has much better filtering system, I'm sitting down and I'm eating and I have to have the mask on in between bites. Everything is about control. And when you see the when you see what's happening to us uh, financially, this is the next big step. COVID and global warming are their uh, are their big pushes for this. But the financial system is coming under attack uh, and it is very fragile. And the things that they're doing with banking explains exactly why Nike would take half of their audience and just throw it away. Why Coca-Cola would be saying uh, we got to train people to be less white. Why would these companies do that? It doesn't make any sense unless you understand what's really happening with the Great Reset. Glenn, we started off the show today, and I bet you did as well, talking about what a disaster of a week it has been for Joe Biden. Where do yeah. we go if you are, and I even said, hey, if you were paying me to try to defend the Joe Biden administration right now, I can barely even think of an argument to make. Where do we go now for the Biden administration in 2022 as we head towards what I think most people would anticipate at this point in time is going to be a red tide overwhelming wave that is going to sweep across the country come November? What do they do to try to stop that? Can they do anything? So a really good question. And this, again, goes into the Great Reset. Um, this is by government fiat uh this is not this is a runaround all constitutional laws that's why you see what they're doing you know when the supreme court uh said no you can't have vaccine mandates what did he do he pressured the businesses to do it anyway yeah um when when they when they say things online that he doesn't like this week he came out and said i i urge these companies to stop these podcasts this is a uh, this is an end run. And 
there's something really important that people really, when you get this piece, you will understand that you, Washington is going to become very irrelevant soon. It's called ESG. They're ESG scores. I don't know if you've heard of them yet, um, but they are going to make every bit of difference in your life in the next year. Um, it's a environmental, social justice, and governance score. Now, we saw the beginnings of this with gun control. Remember, they said, you know what, we, we can't, you might not be able to get insurance. And so you're going to have to pay, you know, extra for insurance. And these banks, I don't know, we don't want to do business with companies that are selling guns. That's just the beginning of it. This score is an arbitrary score set by the banks and the elites and people like BlackRock, along with the government. And it really is going to turn into pay for play. And uh, it will be first on the scores like Coca-Cola. They're already doing this in Europe. Coca-Cola has to justify their business to the banking community and to the other regulators that are really not part of the government. It's just the financial community. And they have to justify that they're being good stewards of the environment, that they are promoting social justice, that uh, they have enough women, enough blacks, enough Hispanics on their board. Um, And beyond this, if you don't, for instance, because global warming is the number one thing that the, um, uh, that the Great Reset is about, it'll be the heaviest hammer. The Fed just announced this week that they're going to start doing uh, stress tests, climate stress tests on all of the banks. What that means is, are you as a bank loaning money to somebody who does fracking, somebody who is in natural gas, somebody that uh, is drilling for oil or building a refinery? If you do, that we, because of the Great Reset, they are phasing out fossil fuels, and that will put an undue stress on your bottom line. So if you continue to make those loans, then the Federal Reserve says, this is a sketchy bank. We don't know how solid it is. So everybody is being forced to get out of whatever the government says through their little cabal, not through Congress. Whatever they decide they want to do, extra constitutional, they just do it. Now, when you're a big company, let's say you don't do anything with oil or gas, but you make a widget that the fracking people use. Well, now you're going to be uh, get a lower ESG score as well, and the bank may not give you a loan until you stop selling those uh, widgets to the oil company. So this goes all the way down to the individual investor. If you go to your Merrill Lynch fund or Charles Schwab fund, I can guarantee you you're going to find ESG, and they have already started putting those on your personal portfolio. So whatever it is you buy um, in your stock, your 401K, your, you know, your retirement fund, it now has an ESG score. If you have a low ESG score, Banks won't want to do business with you because you're a risk. It's, it's absolutely insidious, and it is, it is the reason why businesses are doing what they're doing. It goes all the way to why they are targeting parents at schools, because that's part of the agenda. This is an entire revamping 
of the entire system. Speaking, and nobody's talking about it. We're speaking to Glenn Beck, the book this week that's out, The Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. Jen, one more, uh, Glenn, one more for you. Um, as people are hearing this, they might be thinking, okay, well, how are we doing in the counterattack, if you will? And what can we do? What can people do listening to this so to push the, back? Here's the, big, here's the biggest thing. Um, and common sense will tell you this. First of all, you have to educate yourself. You can't defeat Nazis if you don't know what Nazis are. You can't feat, defeat Islamic extremism if you don't know the difference between Islamicism and an Islamicist. You have to know. Um, and the learning curve has to be almost straight up with America. We are way behind the eight ball. Uh, and um, the other thing that is really common sense, after education, spreading it to others, but also do not buy into the idea that this is too big of a problem and you can't fix it. It is going to be fixed by locals. It is by doing, supporting your local business. It is by supporting your local school board, getting onto your zoning committee. You will be amazed in small towns all across the country how much is already zoned. Uh, and it's all part of this global agenda. It is phenomenal when they talk about, and it's in the book, uh, owning all federal government, owning 30% of not only the land, but all water in the United States by 2030, by 2050, owning 50%. This is a massive plan that will dramatically change human existence. This is the anti-American revolution, and it will take individuals to stop it. It will take you working in your local community. One of the things you can do Stop doing business with these big, huge Fed banks. Get your money into a local-owned and operated bank, one that's taking your loans and your deposits, and they're using it in your own hometown. We have to be locally focused. Everything in our society right now, everything they're trying to do is to make you feel alone, make you feel small, make you feel like nobody can speak out. They are terrified terrified of the individual and we keep dismissing ourselves don't you have all the power and are the only way it's going to stop it's not going to stop because of washington the book is the great reset the author glenn beck glenn our friend thank you so much for being with us and your work on this we'll talk to you soon i have to tell you you have the you had the hardest transition in radio i've been in radio for 45 years i have never seen anyone uh, that had a harder uphill battle to do than to replace Rush Limbaugh. And I am so proud of both of you. You're doing such a great job. Congratulations. Thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you so Tom. much. It means a lot that. coming from you. Thanks, guys. Th Bye-bye. Think of the number of times, very nice to say, think of the number of times and the number of websites and apps you bought products or services from, dozens, hundreds, Every time you're online setting up an account or making a purchase, you're putting your personal information into some database. Most of the time, that's okay, but occasionally, those databases are stolen by an online computer hacker, a cyber thief. It's not personal. It's not like that cyber thief has you specifically in his or her sites. But when they get a hold of your data, they're quick to tap into your credit card account and make as many purchases or open as many accounts as possible. You'll never know what happened. Eventually, you find out when the bill shows up, but it's important to understand how cyber 
cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life, good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of online identity thefts, like your credit card info being in the wrong hands. If you become a victim of identity theft and you're a LifeLock member, you'll have help from a knowledgeable restoration specialist to help you clean up the problem. How do they do it, Buck? Look, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but... You can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. I have it. I've been a LifeLock customer for years. I've been getting the alerts. Hey, is this right? This is in your credit now. This was just added. This is a credit card that's been taken out in your name. You need to have this service. You can join now and save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code BUCK for 25% off. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
with over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Rolling through the final half hour of the program. Appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go download the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton's name. You can also go give us five stars. You can leave a funny podcast review. And if we see it, and by we, I mean my our boy Dub, who is actually reviewing all these, we'll read some of them uh, on the show, maybe as soon as next week. So go get those podcast reviews in. Appreciate all of you for doing so. We bring in now the chair of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, and she is here as you guys have created, thank you for spending time with us here on Friday, a bit of a tempest in the Washington, D.C. weather I want to play for you here uh, what Jen Psaki said yesterday. I'm sure you heard it, but if our audience didn't, about presidential candidates not participating in debates sponsored by this group. The president has participated in many debates over the course of his career and uh, believes they play a role in uh, allowing the American people to hear from candidates and where they stand. So I think it's more a, pose, a question best posed to the RNC on what they're so afraid of. So she asked the question, what are you guys afraid of? Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, how would you respond to Jen Psaki? Yeah, I think the question more should go back to her. What are you afraid of? Because, of course, you love a presidential debate committee that picked a moderator who worked for you, worked for Joe Biden. Um, they started debates after 26 states and started absentee voting. And they moved the second debate to virtual because, you know, Joe couldn't leave the basement. So, of course, they love that commission. I would say to them, why are you so afraid to negotiate with the networks directly? Why do you need a middleman to do your dirty work for you? And that's what the RNC is saying. We're sick of working with a bias committee. The, the, the things that we've asked them to guarantee that they wouldn't do for 2024, like not picking a moderator that worked for the Democrat, starting debates before 26 states had started voting, and not having their committee members trash the Republican nominee, I think are pretty common sense. They told us we're not going to guarantee those things. And so now we're going to look for a fair forum for a debate for our candidate. Ronna, it's Buck. And I, this is music to my ears. I and mean, I've got to tell you, I've watched the debates increasingly in recent years with, with frustration. It's so obvious. I mean, just off the top of one's head, you can think about someone of the likes of John Harwood involved. who's just a clear Democrat partisan in a presidential debate. What happened with Candy Crowley at CNN when Mitt Romney and uh, and Barack Obama were debating the issue of Benghazi. I mean, there's so many key moments that even come up, never mind the overall tilt toward the left and toward the Democrats of this. So what what can be done now? I mean, assuming that and you are running the RNC, so you're the person we need to talk to you about this. There is an understanding that these debates are biased and unfair in favor of Democrats because they control 95 percent of the journalism and quote-unquote journalism and media in the country what does a more fair forum look like how can we get to a place where we don't have a democrat hack taking cheap shots at the would-be next republican president of the united states on a debate stage totally buck and i think a big part of it is getting rid of a commission that's biased and part of their plan is oh we we negotiate with the nominee and we negotiate with the nominee well the republican nominee won't be in place 
until July or August of 2024. By then, they've contracted the venues. They've picked the not moderators. It's too late. So the RNC is intervening now before we pass our rules for 2024, and we are putting them on notice. And we are saying our candidates cannot seek our nomination unless they agree to not work with the CPD, which is going to open the door for less bias or non-bias neutral arbiters to come forward for us to negotiate directly with networks or and to find forums that will conduct a fair debate for the American people, conduct debates before 26 states start voting, agree to not pick moderators that worked for either candidate. Really simple things that we're asking for. This is a rule change we're going to propose at our winter meeting, and it will be passed at a later meeting. Rana, I know people are super excited about the midterms coming up in November, but there are also a ton of our listeners that are even more excited about the idea of a 2024 presidential campaign. When will the first debates begin for the Republican presidential candidates? Because those were wildly entertaining uh, in the uh, in, in the run up, if you remember, certainly as you well do in 16 with so many different candidates on the stage. We'll see how that looks in 24. Uh, and. Do you anticipate still Iowa as the official launching point for the Republican race for whoever's going to get the primary? Yeah, so all of this is starting right now with the Republican part, the Republican National Committee. So we're going to have our winter meeting where the presidential nominating committee and the debate committee will put their suggestions forward and then it'll be embedded in the rules. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of movement from the members saying they want to move away from the, the traditional Iowa, New Hampshire. So we'll see what they do. I don't want to get ahead of their work. And on the uh, debates, I think they're, they're going to have to start earlier. If you're looking at the primaries and how that's stacking up for 2024, they're going to be starting earlier than ever. You could have some primaries back in December of um, 23. So that means debates will have to start earlier and earlier. So we'll be adjusting the calendar uh, accordingly. Is there anything that's going to stop this from happening? I just want to know this all sounds great, Rana. And we're speaking to Rana, <laughs> uh, Rana McDaniel, uh, head of the RNC. Is this going to be implemented? I mean, I just I don't want to get excited that we're not going to go into Democrat ambushes in the presidential cycle. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like a Lucy pulling the football at the last second. So the only way this can happen really right now is if the RNC takes an affirmative stance because the CPD has had a monopoly. There's been no competition in that space and all their bias always is towards the Republicans. So the debate committee for the RNC voted unanimously to take this step, and now we're going to take it to the full 168. I've got work to do to make sure the members agree to this rule change, but we've had overwhelming support from grassroots and people who have understood this process for so long who bang their head and say, why do Republicans let their candidate deal with this and get into these debates with these biased moderators? And this is the first time the RNC has stepped up and said enough is enough. We're going to fight for our 74 million voters, and we're going to fight for our future nominee, and that starts right now. Rana, thank you. Fantastic stuff. We'll look forward to the fight, and also we can't wait for that 2024 race to start. Thank you. Well, we're excited for 2022. Keep, we uh, got to win the midterms first. <laughs> everybody's super we're on excited it. for 2022. Yeah. We, we're we already, promise. We're already looking ahead. Clay and I are mobilizing uh, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Lots of conversation this week about voting and voting access. I know you guys value your own vote, what it stands for. Now you also vote every single month with the money you spend and the companies you choose to spend it with. Consider your cell phone provider and the bill you're paying each month. You're likely to be surprised and disappointed to see how much of your money supports the candidates and issues they donate to. 
leftist politicians pushing agendas that don't match up with your own. Now there's a solution. It's Pure Talk. Get your cell phone service from Pure Talk instead. They use the exact same towers, accessing the exact same 5G network as one of those companies. And with Pure Talk, you get peace of mind that you're supporting a veteran-run business with employees all here in the U.S. Buck, how do you get hooked up? From your cell phone right now. It's so easy. Dial pound 250. That's pound 250. And just say the words Pure Talk. That's Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 from your cell phone right now and say Pure Talk. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the Foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. 